Well, apparently that shit will run out if you uh, wait long enough. <laughs> Good afternoon. This is the Other Ground Live. Thank you for joining us. I'm Passive J. Uh, our, my co-host Ryan has not shown up yet, so I'm going to go ahead and start the show. I'm sure he'll be here soon, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> it's going to be a great show tonight, folks. I've actually got topics right here in my little hand. I wrote stuff down. It's going to be amazing. Uh, let's see. Some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Um, dumb stuff you did as a kid or a teenager. I'm sure we all have stories about just the stupid shit that we did uh, when we were too young to know better. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, let's see. Also on tap for tonight is uh, people finding God. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I know several people that I partied with and hung out with when I was in my teens and 20s and stuff. And then later on in life, uh, they found God. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, fantasy football. Believe it or not, I got a... <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a uh, email from Yahoo Fantasy Sports saying that they are going to start up my league early. Uh, I play fantasy football. It's quite possibly the uh, manliest thing I do. Uh, and uh, obviously, normally, you don't even start thinking about fantasy football until like July or August. Uh, but they sent us an email and told us they were going to start up our league again, which is stupid because you can't do anything with it. But it was fun to fit with for a couple minutes. So I'm assuming if Ryan ever shows up, we can go ahead and uh, talk about fantasy football because he's a big manly guy. I'm assuming he likes football. And that's the only aspect of football I know anything about. And uh, last but not least, uh, we might talk about bathroom stuff. <laughs> all right well we still don't have any ryan so i guess i'm just gonna try to do this show on my own for now uh this first time uh, he hasn't showed up he's got a pretty good attendance record so i'm assuming he's gonna show up at some point but uh, shit still not three minutes and 27 seconds into the show and no big dalton so we might not have him tonight so we'll see how this goes oh uh, let's see uh we have the normal og army in the chat box how you guys doing today i uh see that we, you guys are chatting away already uh feel free to give a call and uh talk to me so i don't have to talk to myself for an entire goddamn hour <laughs> uh, i see sly dogs on over there speaking about it. it's good friday yes good friday everybody it celebrates um i don't as i mentioned the other day i'm not religious myself i certainly don't uh, have anything against religion uh so uh happy good friday to everyone who celebrates um God, I really don't know what we're going to do about Ryan. I'm not sure about doing this whole show by myself, but I'm going to try, guys. Uh, let's see. What should we get started on? Um, I guess dumb stuff that we did as a kid. Uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, there's plenty to choose from, but probably the dumbest thing I ever did, uh, and it wasn't just me. It was a group of us as uh, teenagers. Back when I was, I don't know, 15, 16, somewhere around that age, uh, a good friend of mine who lived like three blocks over from me, um, his parents got divorced and one of them moved up north and the other one moved over to Lansing and their 16 year old son didn't do either <laughs> for, I don't know why his parents decided this, but his mom who had control of the house told him that he could stay there as long as he paid the utilities on the house. I, you know, cause she didn't, it was his, you know, he was still in high school and she didn't want to, I think it was his senior year and she didn't want to take him out of it. Um, or maybe not, because this occurred mostly over the summer. So I can't remember the exact circumstances. But what I, what I do know is that both of his parents moved away and he stayed there. Um, it was the best summer of my entire life. <laughs> like four, I, I didn't move in because like I lived two blocks away. So I just walked over there every day to hang out all day. Uh, but we, four or five people moved in. <laughs> um, the uh, electricity uh, they paid, the gas, they, they stopped paying after a while. And that becomes revel relevant later in the story. Um, but uh, 
So, you know, it was, a, it was a great summer of us hanging out, uh, getting fucked up. We, even though we were way too young to be doing that stuff and, and just partying. Um, then, you know, winter came, uh, everyone that had a house to go to went to because while they paid the electricity, they never paid the gas bill. Uh, so once it got cold, uh, they weren't, the stuff wasn't in their name, so they couldn't get it turned back on. And that was the end of the party for the most part. Uh, everyone moved out, no one paid the, you know, the electrical bill, didn't get paid. And all of a sudden it was basically just an abandoned house except for my buddies, uh, um, Tony and Scott, who at the moment were homeless. And, uh, so they, uh, so they moved in and thank God for fucking big Dalton, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to show buddy. So I'm having some technical difficulties. So can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. you you're maybe a little quieter than normal, but I can hear you just fine. How, how about you guys? A little quieter. Give me just a second here. All right. I'll keep on telling my story. Um, so, after it was abandoned, one of the things they decided to do was throw a big party there because, you know, what could possibly go wrong? And so what we did was, uh, at this point, there was nobody living there um, except, for, uh, yeah, except for Tony and Scott. And they, and they weren't even really living there. They were basically just, you know, living there as in the same way homeless people leave, uh, live under an uh, underpass or overpass, rather. <laughs> uh, so we, we decided to invite a whole bunch of people over and have a big old party. And his house butted up on some woods in the back. So being the dumbass teens we are, we were, we figured the cops were going to show up because we're a whole bunch of people. Uh, so we set up traps to keep the cops from catching us. You know, like there's paths going through the woods and behind his house and stuff. So we set up like you know, rope lines and dug little pits to trip them and things like that, which in retrospect was fucking stupid. And thank God we didn't actually hurt any cops. <laughs> I'm not even sure if we actually, if any, any of the stuff we did did anything. But regardless, so that night came and like a fucking hundred people showed up <laughs> to this abandoned house party. Uh, and it didn't go well. It, it went, it went pretty well, actually, right up to the point where, uh, a guy that was known to be a horrible racist got into a fight with, uh, three black guys, this one chicken brought to the party and it went downhill from there. <clears throat> so eight to eight to, uh, 10 cop cars show up <laughs> really quickly, uh, like maybe two hours into the party. And that was the end of the party. People bolted. It looked, you know, it looked like rats leaving a sinking ship. Uh, most people running through the backyard or through side yards, hopping fences. I ended up about four houses down, uh, about up about 10 feet in the pine tree for three hours, watching the cops comb the neighborhood for people to run away. Uh, <laughs> in retrospect, that was a pretty dumb thing to do. So you, Ryan, you do any better? I, I hope so. I yeah, had some yeah. stupid update on my interface and it screwed everything up. So I spent the last five minutes rebooting. Okay, you sound a little echoey, but I think we can go ahead and go forward with the show. How's he sound, guys? All right, apparently back there. All right, uh, all right, <laughs> gay. He sounds gay. Apparently. So. <laughs> all right, Ryan. So I guess I need to keep, uh, bring you up to date since you didn't miss the entire intro. Um, some of the things we're talking about today are dumb stuff that we did as a teenager or as a kid. Um, people finding God. Uh, fantasy football. I figure that'll be good. When you, I figure, you know, being a big beefy guy, you have to like football. And if we have time for it, the uh, bathroom stuff. Um, but, but before we get started, how'd your day go before your computer fucked everything up? You know, not too bad. Coming into a uh, holiday weekend, I let all my people uh, stop working around noon. So I've just kind of been uh, relaxing. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same. I, I let all my people stop working at noon as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's a not a workout day. So other than stretching before I got in the shower, that was the most important thing I've done all day. Uh, it's, 
there was a, it was made official that I'm not going back to work for another two weeks until May 1st. Um, I was disappointed to find out that the country club is going to be open limit limited next uh, Wednesday, but not uh, open enough to engage me. Uh, they're doing carryouts from five to seven o'clock Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays, and that's it. I'm like, okay, well, I want to come back to work, but I can understand why you didn't bring me back at that point. Cause I thought they might bring me back because I thought they might do carryouts on for lunch and dinner. And I also thought that they might open up the golf course on a limited basis, but apparently there's new restrictions against that. You can't even do it at all, which is silly because if one person in a golf cart or as many people as they want walking, it's the, it'd be perfectly fine. And then we could run the uh, country club on a limited basis. Uh, we, we couldn't have the locker rooms or anything like that open, but with serving both carried out lunch and dinner, the people playing golf could get something to eat, uh, either before or after they leave. And, you know, just, they can't eat it there. Uh, but just with a dinner service from five to seven, obviously they don't need me for that shit. Yeah, I concur. You're not needed. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's me. <laughs> well, all right. Well, did you everything- that's what you're missing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really miss that. Uh, so is there anything you want to talk about before we get to tonight's subjects? I don't think I had anything. You feel free to just you know, keep this thing rolling since it sounds like you actually did some work today and prepared. Just a little bit. God, goddamn good thing, too, without you being around. I didn't have any way to uh, like fill space otherwise. All right. Well, I mean, we're, we were talking about dumb stuff uh, that we did as a kid. You don't get anything. Perfect childhood. Never fucked anything up. Absolutely. I never fucked anything up. Oh, now you just sound like shit again. Why don't you leave and come back again? It seems to work most of the time. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and of course, uh, that wasn't the, the only dumb thing I, I did as a kid. You know, um, I'm sure we all have stupid shit that we did. Uh, kids in general just do dumb stuff. It's being, you know, it's from the lack of experience and the lack of foresight. Um, it's just as you get older, my problem is I keep on doing a lot of the same dumb shit. <laughs> Oh, uh, looking at the chat box, I'm not essential in my wife's bed. Yes, yes, Bukaki diet. My wife would probably agree. That's what we'll do. We'll wait for, we'll read the chat box while we're waiting for Ryan to come back. Let's see. Doss says, Ryan sounds like Jay looks. That's a pretty sad indication of Ryan's voice. Um, <laughs> uh, Jay sounds kind of like the homeless guy with the golden voice that made bank on a mac and cheese commercials only to spend it all on crack. I could only hope to get a mac and cheese commercial. Um, yeah, I did see that guy. He does have, he did have a really good voice. Um, and then, you know, that's, I've always hoped that someone would discover my voice and give me a commercial like that, but apparently I need to be homeless first. So, so if I ever leave the house, at least I got that look, uh, to look forward to. I can just stand on the side of the road and say things for money, which would be awesome. <laughs> I kind of say things for money now when it comes right down to it, but they're more like, you know, hi, how can I help you? Customer service is basically just speaking for a living. Um, maybe I shouldn't have told Ryan to leave because apparently he's not coming back. He's fed up with the show. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got tonight. We'll move on since, <clears throat> since Ryan's having technical t- difficulties. Uh, one of the other things we wanted to talk about were people finding God. I brought this up because I saw on Facebook the other day, uh, a friend of mine, not a close friend, more of like a friend of a friend. I, I hung out with him quite often. But not because we were friends, but because we were friends with the same person sort of deal. I mean, I didn't have any issues with him, and he was a cool guy, but we were never super close. I never hung out with him separately of these other people. Um, So, and this is back when I was in my early 20s and such. And I didn't see him for, God, 20-something years. I still haven't technically saw him. Uh, He sent me a Facebook invite about six months ago or a year ago or something like that. 
And it turned out in between me seeing him again and him sending me a Facebook invite, he had found God in like in a big way. Also turns out he'd had a really hardcore drug addiction that I was unaware of, which he probably had when I was hanging out with him. But like I said, I was really clo- wasn't really close with him, so I never really hung out with him closely. I don't know what it was. It was probably I'm guessing heroin. Uh, but he like he's very much into God and praising God and God saved him, you know, from a, a life of addiction and all that good stuff. And obviously, that's a good thing that he's you know found God in regards that it got his life straight. But I was always curious as to people that were like that. Um, I mean, I quit smoking cigarettes, and, and now don't get on me on this, but I've been I've read that it, uh, cigarettes are as addictive as heroin physically. Um, and I didn't need God to quit smoking cigarettes. It just always, it always struck me as weird that people that for, excuse me, I'm trying to organize my thoughts, thoughts. Uh, it always struck me as weird for people to find God when they're like in the situations like that. Um, I totally understand people that were brought up, you know, worshiping God and that's their thing. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it's because it, uh, it helped them get through it. Well, I don't know what you think, Ryan. I'm kind of floundering here. I, I'm not really expressing my thoughts properly. Well, I think you probably just went from one addiction to another. So I don't know, you know how much that, is, that goes into it. That, that is partially true. I, I didn't go from one addiction to another because I was already smoking pot. But my in, how much I smoked definitely went up after I quit smoking cigarettes because it covered the, the hand, the hand mouth addiction, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you have an oral fixation, and normally it's dick. Yeah, right. But so thank God I got pot to cover up my dick addiction. Uh, <laughs> and it was just so, it was always weird. I mean, it just, it just strikes me as strange that for when people that had nothing to do with religion their entire life uh, find God after like recovering from an addiction or something like that. I wonder if it's because like they just went to a general treatment per- plan like a place like a clinic or whatever. And that place used God as like a motivation for uh, cleaning up and fixing your life. No, it's just a person with an addictive personality. If you think about it, all of these people need some sort of crutch in life, whether it be, you know, cigarettes or alcohol or heroin or whatever else it is. Once you can substitute something else that they can use as a crutch to get through the day, like they're just going to latch onto that. So that's the easiest thing to do is to throw a Bible at them and say, Hey, God wants you to be a great person. And then they can use that as their crutch, which is obviously a positive crutch. We also see that in other things like people with addictive personalities. If you can replace the addiction with something else or replace that crutch with something else, that's what they go with. Like there's a, there's been a lot of study and also some programs around like people that are like addicted to drugs. If you get them into like an exercise program where they're in like lifting every day, like these people end up addicted to the gym and actually doing something positive. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can totally understand that. Um, I tell people over and over that I hate working out. I'm not, it's not my thing. People I'm told, Oh, you'll eventually like it. No, I'm not. But on the other hand, I need to do it every day. And that's part one of the reasons why I'm struggling with getting back to it right now is because I'm in bad enough shape that I can only work out three or four days a week i need to work out every day to be you know it, i need it it's, i need it for the consistency i don't feel right when i don't do it i can take off one day that's no that's as much as my brain will allow me uh, other than that i need it <laughs> so and i can understand like you said about the because i definitely have an addictive personality i can't lie about that um <clears throat> So once I got into the workout thing, it's, it was easier to do it than not to do it. 
You know, when I wake up in the morning, I work out every, you know, for an hour in the morning. Uh, it's just easier that way. When you get the entire, uh, do you work out today or you don't work out today thing, that's when my brain gets all weird. So, um, and at one point I was doing seven days a week for an hour a day. And, but that was a little much, especially since it was all cardio. I was basically just a wire. <laughs> you think I'm skinny now? You should see me then. I was, I got down to like, like 175 or which is uh, not as skinny as I was after the surgery, but I was in shape by like 175 of a really low body fat. I, I looked like a stick figure. <laughs> yeah. Cardio is for women and men without traps, <laughs> which I don't have anymore. Thank you for pointing that out. That made me feel bad yesterday. I used to have decent traps because, you know, um, I did a lot of deadlifts in uh, the, I think the bent over rows probably helped with traps quite a bit too. And, uh, that's one of my favorite, uh, uh, lifts actually the bent over row now you can measure a man based on his traps if he doesn't have traps there's something suspect about that guy yeah see that's one if you i'm i'm debating about going back into deadlifts again uh even look because even though they're hex bar deadlifts i have a feeling that's one of the lifts that could be most likely to injure my groin area again but on the other hand i know that those help with your traps quite a bit in addition to your lower back and your you know legs and stuff so i'm but yeah, deadlift and, and squat, those are the two things that fire the most out of your body. So, like, they are the most complex lifts. They're the ones that everyone should be doing. Right. I'm just not sure. So, I guess I guess I should probably be doing them super light before I stop doing them at all, really, huh? Right. You should, you should at least be doing them, and if nothing else, you should be doing it to strengthen everything aware, around where your weakness is. Right. And I never feel any issues when I'm working out. It's just, I've noticed that after, on after days sessions where I do the deadlift, I think it's the deadlift. It might be one of the other ones. I get like pain and discomfort in that in the groin area for like a day or two afterwards. And when I, and yesterday when I just did the, uh, bench press, uh, overhead press and bent over rows and skipped the deadlift, I didn't seem to have that issue. So that's why I'm like, eh, if it's causing pain, it's always bad because it doesn't feel like soreness. It feels like pain, pain. So not a lot, but just enough that I'm on the fence about whether I should be doing it or not. So what you're saying is you're tearing your vagina while doing deadlifts. It is entirely possible. It is very weak. I mean, I need to really, really work on those vagina muscles and get them stronger. <laughs> well, yeah, you have 23 hours a day that you can be, you know, doing some Kegel exercises and some light deadlifts. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on. Oh, I, oh, and uh, no, Jay normally does not skip leg day. At one point, I was my routine was um, hex bar deadlifts one day, and then Bulgarian split squats the next day, and then repeat back and forth. Uh, that got to be a little much. I noticed that I, I was starting to be bad at both those. Um, I needed uh, to spread that out more, and I re reached a point where I would do like. Uh, one or two like I, uh, I I noticed that even with the day off for rest like when, if I did deadlifts um, then skip a day and then the next day do like uh, Bulgarian split squats and my legs are still pretty trashed I know you do a lot of hardcore working out uh, do you like do all your leg stuff on one day or do you split it up no so like an average week um, at least when I have things really kind of planned out I'm usually a six day on one day off and the one day off, I'll just like hit the sauna and maybe hop on the assault bike or something like that. But, uh, that is generally, uh, two days of squats, one deadlift, two days of bench. And then that's how it's set up. Um, obviously with some accessories around both, but it's like, so Monday would be squat. Tuesday would be bench. Wednesday would be deadlift. Thursday would be off. 
Um, Friday would be squat again. Saturday would be bench. And then Sunday is actually a little bit more accessory-wise. So it really turns into two, two squat, two bench, one deadlift. Okay, and you, uh, so you, for the most part, you do do, as, since deadlift's kind of considered a leg uh, lift, you do do uh, uh, a lift, uh, pause a day, and then a lift involving right. your legs. Yeah, okay. I, I don't go back-to-back -back on squat and deadlift. Like, those are the ones that fry your nervous system the most. So it's not something you want to be doing on back-to-back -back days. Right. Well, at the time, I was doing uh, a 5-5 five -five thing, so with an ABA uh, routine. So it, it just turned out that like I had too many days where the leg portions were matching up with each other. So I, I had to, and I was just in the process of figuring out what I should be do to fix it when I when I got sick and stopped lifting heavy like that. And so now I'm just now starting to get back into it. And well, you know, it, you know, it's always a process. Oh crap! We've got a call. Look out! Oh shit! <laughs> All hands on deck. <laughs> Welcome, this spazzy dad. What's up, man? It's Did I say that right? DJ Spazzy Dan. Ah, uh, right now, man. How you doing, sir? Yeah, Thanks for calling. Got... Yeah, what's up? Can y'all hear me all right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yes, sir. Where are you from, Jay, Chicago? What can we do for you, sir? No, I'm actually from Detroit. Uh, uh, well, the burbs of Detroit. Obviously, Detroit, I'm, not, I'm not from the ghetto because I'm white. I'm not dead. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Where are you calling oh, from? Close. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I imagine this, the accent Longview, place somewhere. Longview, Texas. Oh, excellent. Everything's better in Texas. Everything's bigger, too. Yep. <laughs> I've spent about, oh, an hour in Texas my entire life. I was briefly in your fine airport in Dallas while I was uh, flying from Detroit to Oklahoma for basic training. Uh, but so you're, you're, your state looked pretty cool from uh, 30,000 feet. Cool, man. Anyways, what can I do for you today, sir? There you go. Um, <laughs> what can I do for you? What are you calling me for, sir? I thought maybe I'll tell you all a story or two. Excellent. What do you got for us? Go, go right ahead. You have the microphone, sir. All right. Well, I heard you talking about dumb stuff y'all were doing, did as a kid or whatever, a little earlier. And that got me to thinking, uh, my, my dad worked a lot when I was a kid and on weekends he'd take us fishing. So one weekend he's too tired to do it. And, uh, so he'd always strip down to his underwear and sleep on the couch. And I, I was pretty pissed off cause I wanted to go fishing. Right. So mm -hmm. my, my, my little brother used to suck his thumb and uh, I don't know if y'all remember this stuff and this stuff that you put on it called stops it. No, I'm not familiar with it, but I, but I understand the concept. Okay, man, it, it's terrible. Like as soon as some of that stuff touches your tongue or taste buds, I mean, you'll start uncontrollably drooling. And <laughs> it's just awful. All right. So he, he was a hard sleeper and I was pissed off. So I got the bottle and the I, I was so... I was so uh, sneaky about it and so careful he didn't wake up. I took it and I coated his lips and I let I let <laughs> it dry. And then I came back and I put a second coat on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I, I kind of forgot about it and started playing or whatever. And then about 30 minutes later, I just hear, Clark! You know, my, my name's Clark. 
he woke up. <laughs> And man, he was spitting. I think he even started crying. He was inconsolable. That was awful. <laughs> I got my ass busted for that. Yeah, that was that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Was that normal for you? I mean, did you you know were uh, I pr- I pranked my my stepdad once in my life, and it was a poor decision on my behalf as well. Uh, and it was really out of uh, character for me. Were you always? Did you normally try to pull stuff like that, or is? Yeah, all the time. Uh, one time, my friend called a buddy of mine, and uh, I ended up getting uh, getting the police called on me. And uh, well, he he was a former buddy. I guess I should have said that, but uh, uh, I was in trouble all the time as a kid. But I got a. Uh, here, uh, like I say, I live in Texas, and there's a lot of redneck and uh, new uh, town. Oh, we're 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 we're, uh, we're losing you here, sir. You're uh, you. Yeah, we're losing you here, sir. You're uh, you're li- The signal is getting a little messed up, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you go now. Uh, I do appreciate that uh, story, man. That was pretty funny. Uh, if, if you want to try again later, but like, like I said, right now we're kind of losing the connection. So thank you, DJ Spazzy Dad, for the, the awesome story. Yep. Oh, someone mentioned Macho Man. You know, I'm glad you did. I was so excited about the ghost of Macho Man calling in the other day. Uh, I did a little research. Do you know there are books you can buy to learn seances to speak with the dead? Do you know that, Ryan? Books are for nerds. Okay, well, it's true. There are books that you can buy to do seances. I enjoyed speaking with the Ghost of Macho Man so much that I'm, I ordered a couple off of Amazon. Uh, hopefully, they'll be here in a couple days, and I'm going to try to speak with them again because I thought that was pretty cool. So hopefully, uh, I'm like I said, I, I haven't got the books yet. It might be a bunch of bullshit, but we're going to try to to raise the spirit of the Macho Man again because I'd really like to speak with them again. So so this is what happens when you get 600 bucks extra on top of your unemployment. God damn right. Seance books. God damn. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, DJ uh, Dizzy was speaking about pranking his dad, and I did do that once. It was one of the stupidest things that I've ever did in my life. Um, I don't remember how I got a hold of them, but somehow I got a hold of uh, fireworks, uh, just little ones. They were uh, prank fireworks. They had little strings on either side, and if you pulled both the strings, they popped. So uh, what I did was took three or four of them, and taped them to a, uh, the garage door, like the not not the big garage door, like like a regular sized door that goes into the garage. Because <clears throat> I thought that would be hilarious, so I put three of them, four of them up there, you know, uh, and then hung out and waited for my dad to walk through the door. Uh, well, he opened the door, the three or four little firecrackers went off, pop 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 pop. He jumped about a foot in the air, turned around, and immediately slapped me in the side of the head. Didn't ask me if I was responsible. <laughs> He was going to punish the nearest child that happened to be there. And luckily it was the person that did it. So, uh, but man, that was a poor decision on my part. I, I, looking back on it, there's no way that would have ended well. My, my stepdad wasn't the type of person that would have went, ah, that was pretty funny. You got me. Never would have that happened under any circumstances. So I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. (laughs) That's just, you're just not very good at pranking anyway. That sounds pretty dull. No, well, uh, I used to like pranking my mom. That was always fun. Uh, my best prank, I think, was uh, she had a, a little dog with a, a bad bladder, so it leaked all the time. 
you know, and whenever it leaked, uh, I'd be like, mom, your, your dog peed on the floor, you know, and she'd walk in and clean it up, yell at a dog. So it was April fool's. So what I did was I got some water, uh, mixed it with some, uh, yellow food dye. And then I poured it on the floor. Uh, then I said, Hey mom, your dog peed on the floor. She comes in, she starts to go, Oh God damn it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I reached down, put my hands in the water, tasted it. Went, yeah, it's pee. <laughs> You should have seen the look on her face. <laughs> that was one of my better pranks. That's still just an odd, odd prank. Well, it was funny though. <laughs> she, she, she talked about that one for years. That was a good one, in, at least my mom's eyes. Which, well, granted, you know, decent prank. So, like, okay, so we did a prank to our shop teacher in high school, mm-hmm. and it was a day that, like, so we had extra time that we could go into the shop and just work on things when he was teaching other classes or or what have you. Um, so we noticed that he, he had this kind of older Jeep and we decided to pull it into the workshop when he was off teaching a class. Uh, so what we went ahead and did is ran some wire from the battery, uh, into the driver's seat. So essentially when he would go and turn the Jeep over, we didn't get a nice shock in the ass. Jesus. (laughs) How did that go over? How did that go over? Just off to all hell, but... I think, uh, you know, after he, you know, once his heart rate slowed down just a bit, he appreciated the prank. <laughs> well, yeah. And, uh, like our shop classes have done several th- similar things. Like they did the classic, take the shop teacher's car apart and sort of thing. Um, I think, I think it was our drama so did department. Guys, mm-hmm. Did Go you ahead. guys do a senior prank? Was that like um, a thing? No, not really. That was never really a thing at our school. Uh, individual, like departments and end up doing pranks but there's no like grand senior prank i like the drama department uh the saran wrap the drama teacher's car to a tree you know you <laughs> use so much saran you must use so much saran wrap that he couldn't you know he would have to take the tree down to try to get the car away that was a fun time i wasn't in the drama department but my brother was so i was aware of their shenanigans um, no, no, apparently like just the nerd type of thing you would do yeah no, I was never in the drama. Uh, it always just seemed kind of weird for me, and, and I didn't really. I spent my entire day trying to get out of school. I didn't see uh, any point in hanging out afterwards. <laughs> so I wasn't yeah, a big see, fan of school we, in general. We did something with a car as well, but what we went ahead and do did is uh, we pulled the engine out of a Volkswagen Beetle, so it was just the shell. Mm. And about and about twelve of us got together and put it on the roof of the high school. After spray painting all sorts of fun things on it. So it took them, oh God, it took them probably about a month to get the thing down. So it's, even if you hollow those things out, they're not the lightest thing in the world. Right, right. So, so uh, yeah, that, was, that was one of our senior pranks. That one definitely got the cops called, but none of us ended up, you know, facing anything from that. But yeah, right, because you didn't actually. <laughs> uh, no, that, yeah, I was never been a big prankster. I, and God, in the last 10 years, I came to hate April Fools. The only good thing about the coronavirus is that April Fools was canceled this year. Um, it reached, it, it got to the point where you, you basically had to turn off the internet for a date. Nothing you saw on there on April, on April 1st could be believed. And it got to be stupid, you know. Um, I can appreciate a good prank, but it reached the, the point where it seems a lot of them were just lying because it's April 1st. It wasn't funny. It was just saying something stupid, you know. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the holiday anymore. Yeah, I don't think holidays are much of a fan of you either. Uh, but no, no. the chat here, uh, mm-hmm. Bukaki, or as you would say, Budokai. Budokai. Um, what, we, what we did to get on top of the high school is there is always a bread truck 
Um, we put it on top of a bread truck and then on top of kind of the first, the first story of the school and then just kind of scurried it up, you know, piece by piece. Hmm. It was a pain in the ass. It took us about two, two and a half hours, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a and which, and which uh, teacher was that your shop teacher? You said, no, the shop teacher is the one that we shocked. And then just our senior prank was putting the hollowed out beetle on top of the roof. Oh, it wasn't a teacher's car. I thought uh, that that's my, no, my next question. Like I was going to say, you see, you just, and then put their like, you know, actual, no, no. Well, that happened assholes. to us. Well, that happened to our shop teacher. Well, it was our auto shop teacher. You know, his, his students took about his, took apart his car once. You know, it was one, it was his, it was his daily driver, but it was also a car that he used to show them how to do stuff. So they had, they were well able to take his car into many, many, many little pieces. <laughs> he came out to go to, he came out to go to school the next day. Uh, apparently he had, I, I, I wasn't there, but apparently he had a very long driveway. So his house wasn't very near his car. So they snuck in in the middle of the night and like took his car apart and like laid it all out on the driveway for him to see when he came in, when he uh, tried to go to work the next day. He on he thought that was fucking hilarious. So he was a really good sport, uh, Mr. Moldenhauer, uh, which is a fun name for a teacher. Uh, I didn't. I never had him for auto mechanics, but I did have him for uh, electronics, so electricity. I can't call it electronics. He, he taught like electricity, like how to wire shit. Uh, like one of your projects was a big board with, uh, with circuits, with not circuits like uh, conduit, so you ran wire and you know for stuff like light bulbs and stuff. Uh, his favorite thing in the entire world was to catch people without their safety glasses on. Um, as I mentioned, you had a big board where you put like different wires for to, for different projects. The biggest part of it was wiring power to it. Cause you know, it's a whole bunch of different little wires that go into like a big wire. So the first thing you do is you wire your power cord and then you go from there. What he really liked doing was grabbing a big pair of, uh, bolt cutters and cruise around the uh, shop. And if you happen to spot somebody working without their state safety glasses, he'd go into like, yo, killer shark mode, like crouch down and start scuttling over. Like he'll duck, he duck beneath the uh, tables and all of a sudden he pop out of, out of nowhere with the bolt cutters and just snip your power cord right in half. Ah! <laughs> it was like his favorite thing in the entire world. It's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It seems like an odd fella. He was he was a good guy. Yeah, uh, he had a he had a cool trick. Uh, this is mostly a trick, and partially uh, because he was a badass. Um, he would take his hand and put it on the metal desk, and then take like a ball peen hammer and start uh, smacking his hand as hard as he could. And because it was on a metal desk, it'd make a horrible fucking racket. You know, all you'd hear is bam, 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 bam. And then he'd handle it, ha- hand the 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 hammer to somebody and say, "Hey, you want to try it?" You know, no, obviously no one's going to hit their own hand with it, but I, I assume he found a spot in his hand where it didn't really hurt or something like that. And most of it was noise coming from the metal desks, but for a teenage kid, it was impressive as fuck. Or this was a public school in Michigan. So it was probably a legit psychopath. Oh, I, he might've been a legit psychopath. <laughs> I've heard a couple stories about him going off on parents that he didn't think were uh, treating their kids right. So he, uh, I wouldn't have wanted to piss off Mr. Moldenauer. He was just a nondescript dude. He wasn't huge or anything like that. But you know, he had an attitude where you could tell that you didn't really want to piss him off. <laughs> so, but you know, he but like but like I said, a good teacher. Um, a lot of people were bummed out when he retired. Well, you have any really like exceptional teachers in your school? Not really. So the only one that we had was a guy that actually burned out of being a rocket scientist at NASA. 
And he came back and he taught uh, physics and advanced physics. And the only reason that he was like somewhat memorable is like every class that we had and during like all tests, he had like a stereo system set up in the back of the room and was always playing Tom Petty. <laughs> so it was the most relaxing fucking class ever. And it just happened to be at the end of the day. So it was, oh. it was a good way to end the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Pelly, Tom Petty is about as mellow of a rock and roll band as you're going to find, really, huh? Well, I guess that's what you gravitate to when you burn out from designing rockets. Guys, <laughs> I still remember one time I was talking with a, a guy online. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, we've been friend, online for, you know, like it was from forums and stuff. And he was talking about his work. And, you know, he's complaining that, you know, it's kind of stressful. I'm like, well, come, how, I was like, how bad can it be? It's not like it's rocket science. He's like, well, actually, I work at NASA on their rockets. So it kind of is rocket science. And I'd never been more like thoroughly put in my place in my entire life. I was like, oh, shit, dude. Okay, never mind. Complain away. Science is for nerds. Science is for nerds. Uh, what we were talking about teachers, one of my favorite teachers was a guy named Mr. Lesky. He was our seventh grade uh, history teacher. We love Mr. Lesky because we knew that if we could get him talking on a story, we were done learning shit for the day. I'm sure we've all had teachers like that. Um, and he always had good stories. Uh, he was also a big guy. He used to like to go to the weight room at the high school and like scare the uh, football people. Uh, but the thing he was best known for, known for was near the end of every year, he would bring in his accordion and play a rock and roll accordion. He knew like a whole bunch of different like, you know, money for nothing, you know, like uh, and chicks for free for like Dire Straits songs and just all kinds of these rock and roll songs on accordion about for, for why he knew a whole bunch of rock and roll songs on accordion. I'll never know, but it, he was famous for that. And you, you think he'd get made fun of, but like I said, he was a big dude. So, so this big bearded guy cranking out accordion rock and roll. And Apparently telling really long nerd. stories. No, no. <laughs> no, he was a pretty big dude. Uh, I don't remember what kind of numbers he was throwing up, but I, I was told that he regularly went to the high school weight room and embarrassed the football players there. So, oh, so he, uh, for whatever he that embarrassed means. a bunch of like 14 year olds. That's tough. I would assume like the seniors or something. Otherwise, it wouldn't even be a story. <laughs> but speaking of football, uh, we, one of the subjects I wanted to cover today was uh, fantasy football. Do you play that any? Um, generally in a couple leagues a year, um, just depending on the year. Yeah. Do you do any uh, money leagues or just free ones for uh, talking rights? Uh, no, generally for money, because if you're not doing it for money, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right. Well, well, I do. Uh, I do one league, yeah, and it's a hundred dollar buy-in. It used to be fifty, but they moved it up to hundred last year. Which at first I was like, "Oh, that's a little on the expensive side." But then I came in second place this year, so I wasn't uh, nearly as perturbed about it as I was at the start of the season. <laughs> well, uh, at least many, it's a league with nobody that knows what they're doing. Shit, I've been in this league for actually. I'm, I'm the commissioner for it. I've been running it for. Uh, uh, 11 years, I think now. Uh, and this is the best I've ever done coming in second. Uh, but no, it's a good league. It's a 14 team league, uh, which I'm a big fan of, uh, cause you play each other once there's 13 leagues, 13 games in a regular season with a 14, 14 league team. You play each person once. If you have not a 14 team league, you're either going to play the same person more than once, which could be unfair, or you're not going to play somebody, which could be unfair. This way, everybody plays everybody once. Perfect. Uh, we won't. We 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 talked at one point about adding more people to the league because we have a lot of people that want to play, but we decided to keep it fourteen. 
if nothing else, after 14, even if it wasn't a playing thing, there's so few players out there that it becomes not fun to play when you, if you add a couple, any more teams. Is, let's, uh, let's see how, like, do you, do you guys have uh, IDPs? I, I don't know what is, nah, you kind of lost me. What do you okay, mean? Okay, so you're like super basic, like boring fantasy football is what you're saying. I don't, well, you have to tell me what that means. Uh, is, it, if is, is it a standard setting on Yahoo fantasy football? It's independent defensive players. Oh, uh, no, no. I wouldn't mind having that actually, but uh, uh, they're, they're not interested in it. We have, uh, we have defense, obviously, um, but uh, no individual defensive players. You filthy casuals. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I think our system normally has one quarterback, uh, two wide receivers, uh, two running backs, um, and then a tight end, and then two spots that can be uh, two flex spots, one that can be a wide receiver or running back, and then one that can be a wide receiver or a tight end. So I, and then I think a defense as well. And then you also have four bench spots. Four bench spots. Uh, this year we're changing to um, God. What's the name of it? Yards. The the one that it helps with uh, receivers. Uh, Are something you about, about the, a PPR league. Yes, we're we're switching to a PPR league. We think that'll be uh, a little more interesting and give a little more weight toward receivers, since right now it's the tens the tens are tipped toward uh, running backs quite a bit more. Yeah, it sounds like you have a super basic league with pretty much like all of the default settings. So yeah, yeah, for the most part, definitely filthy, filthy casuals. <laughs> some of us, some of us are. There's a, uh, they're starting a new league uh, next year for big money. <laughs> so like, it's just they they want to do it like only like an eight person league or a ten person league because some people want more flexibility with their playing. When, as I mentioned before, with 14 uh, leagues, 14 teams rather, um, there's not going to be a lot of players to go around. Uh, but they want to do, like I think, like a two or $300 buy-in with eight, eight people, and that's way too rich for my blood. But I told them I'll run it on, yeah, I'll run the computer side of it for them. Uh, but Anything just... less than 12 teams is stupid for people that have no real knowledge. They just right, want a like... bunch of big names, and it's just a waste of fucking time. Right, right, exactly. Under under a certain amount of teams, it's too easy. You know, now you um do you guys do a live draft? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Oh, that to me that's the funnest part of the fucking season is doing the draft, yeah. <laughs> uh getting on there, finding out what, what order you've uh landed on in the draft and then uh watching the picks go back and forth. Uh that's half the season. If you if you know how to have a good draft, you you know, you're halfway done. Um, well, which always yeah. cracks me up when people do the auto draft. I assume it's an option on yours. Some people just don't show up for the draft and let the computer draft for them. Yeah, and all of those people, you know, end up last in the league. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, speaking of fantasy, though, have you ever played uh, fantasy MMA? No, I've done some like I've done picks and stuff before, and obviously I've gambled on it as well. But like actual fantasy, anything that's like an individual sport like that. Mm-hmm. Like a true fantasy version of that just doesn't make sense. Oh no, this one wasn't too bad. I played it for years and years and years. I uh, I haven't played in a while because it goes by seasons, and uh, most of the people in the league that I was in stopped playing, which makes it a lot less fun. Uh, you're still competing against other people using the website, but it's not as much fun if you're like your league isn't act- active. Uh, the way they worked it out is it was two things. They had both a picking game and a betting game. Uh, they ran side by side, but were separately. The pick game was pretty easy. Uh, each of it, they 
they put it in the seasons. Each season was 10 events. So after 10 events, it all resets. So that way you don't, you know, fall too behind or whatever. Whenever you pick for an event, you had the option for each fight to pick who's going to win, what round you think they're going to win and how you think they're going to win, you know, like uh, submission, knockout, uh, s- split decision, unanimous decision, draw or whatever. And they gave a certain amount of points for each one. I think it was like, uh, six points for picking who won three points for picking the round that they won in and two points for the method or something like that. So I think normally you could get 10 points if you pick yeah, everything so completely I, accurate. Yeah. I, that, that I've done, I, I don't consider that really fantasy. That's really just a, a pick em league essentially. Right. Well, yeah, they're in that one. The, the way they make it a fantasy league is that they do is they just take the events and link them together in the seasons so that, you know, each game you get a certain amount of points. So at the end of the 10 seasons, whoever has total points wins that thing. So that part's kind of fun. And then they also do a money league. Uh, <clears throat> it's all fake money, obviously. But at the beginning of the season, they give you $1,000 to bet. And then they just use like regular betting odds. Um, they, the only thing that's I kind of don't like it is whenever you do your picks, they'll give you a little bit of extra money. Uh, like, let's say you did well in your picks. You might, in addition to like saying, hey, I get this many points for the season, they'll give you like two or three or $400 in fake money, depending on how well you did on your picks. Let's say they call it like a prediction bonus. So that so it is possible to bet $1,000 on the first event, lose it all, and then two or three events later have enough money to start betting again. But generally speaking, that's not where your money comes from. It's from making the bets. My best is starting with a thousand dollars at uh, the beginning of the season, and by ten events later, I had two hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. So, uh, you know, I tell people that if I lived in Vegas, I'd probably be homeless because I never think about the times where I take that thousand dollars and turn it to zero dollars in like one or two events. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the degenerate gambler in you. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's why I don't gamble. To me, it just doesn't make sense logically, which is which it doesn't because that's how casinos make money because the odds are against you. And to me, even when the odds are 50-50, I'm like, well, I'm only going to win what I'm betting. Uh, and there's a 50% chance I'm going to lose what I'm betting. I go, that's not making money. The only the way I make money playing the uh, fantasy game is underdog bets you know, and, par- and uh, parlays. You know, betting a hundred dollars that these three people are going to win, not that one person wins. And uh, a lot of my money was made on fucking Roxanne Matafari because she's always the underdog, always like a ridiculous underdog, anywhere from three to six hundred underdog, and she wins a, a lot more than she loses. If you bet the, I'd sat down one day and did the odds over like her last five fights, and if you bet like a hundred dollars on her every fight, you'd be so far ahead, even with the losses. <laughs> So it's a, uh, it's it's pretty impressive uh, how much money she fake money she's made me over the years. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with the chat here and say uh, we should move on. Uh, <laughs> chat did want to know what are your thoughts, and obviously what are my thoughts because my thoughts carry more weight about 249 being canceled after being pushed to the uh, Native American casino. Well, I blame Dana entirely for making that fight. Obviously, it's cursed. So at this point, I'm pretty sure uh, Ferguson versus Khabib is the reason that the virus exists in the first place. It was created by God to stop that fight from happening. Um, At this point, the fight is cursed. And if we don't ignore these warnings, next there'll be a meteor strike during the the fight. So obviously, they're not supposed to fight, and we shouldn't even try. That wasn't going to be the fight anyway. 
249 was changed where it was going to be Ferguson versus uh, Gaethje. Oh, well, at that point, who cares anymore? <laughs> uh, I, you know, that was the fight that I wanted to see. I mean, Ferguson is a fun fight versus whoever, and, and uh, Justin obviously is a great fighter. Although, God, isn't he one of those fighters that doesn't look like he should be a great fighter? He's just so unassuming. He's just a gritty dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's fun. He's a he's a really fun fight. But once you know, once the uh, the main event was called off, I didn't really care that much. Um, I saw that Rose had canceled the day before, anyways, and I was like, well, no, there's most of the fights I wanted to see, anyways. Uh, I was still going to watch that. It, it was entertaining watching uh, Dana be completely cucked by Disney. <laughs> you see, you really, yeah. He said that they told him not to do it. He's like, okay, I guess not. Yeah. And yes, I know how to say Khabib. Thank you, Sly Dog. I appreciate that, though. <laughs> can, can you pronounce his last name, though? No, I'm not even going to try. That's that's kind of pointless. <laughs> but no, uh, there's and obviously there's lots of other fights on there that would have been great. And I really like the private island private island idea. It made it seem very Mortal Kombat ish. And apparently, he's still going to do that. He claims that he's working on uh, Fight Island as we speak, and it should be ready for in about a month. And not only are they going to hold fights there, they want to bring fighters there to train beforehand to get them ready for the fights. And goddamn, they should just do this always. A- every single fight is like two months before the fight. You get shipped to Fight Island where you train with the most intense training ever, like fighting tigers and shit like that. You're like just crazy fucking exotic training methods. Uh, and that'd be awesome. That'd be a great show if every single fighter had to go spend two months at Fight Island before the fight. Wouldn't that be cool? No. No? Not even a little bit? No, not okay. at all. Okay, well, since we're talking about fantasy island ideas, I thought of a uh, of a new uh, uh, reality show. I saw some bullshit on Netflix uh, on the previews about something, some show called Too Hot to Handle, about you know people winning money if they, uh, uh, like there's this big uh, jackpot prize money that gets shared among all the contestants that gets reduced every time they're intimate with each other, like, you know, like a hug or a kiss or whatever. So they just took a whole bunch of ridiculously hot people and put them together. And that's the concept for their show. And I think I can do one better on that. I want to make a show called the carrier. Uh, I'm not sure on the details yet, but one person or get, get like, I don't know, 10 or 15 or 20 ridiculously hot people, just like that other show. But here's the deal. One of those people is the carrier. You don't know who it is. It could be one of the men, when, men it could be one of the women. Uh, and you have to spend like two months on this island with all these ridiculously hot people and make it to the end without being infected by the carrier. So, uh, and the thing is, if you sleep with the carrier or if you, or if you kiss the carrier or whatever, you get it, but you don't know you have it. And then you could pass it on to the next person and whoever doesn't help and whoever doesn't have this disease at the end of the eight weeks or whatever on an island those are the people that share the jackpot that is without question the absolute dumbest best idea I've ever yes ever no isn't that great in my life oh come on that's a great idea because yeah. you know, uh, you know, at first I thought it wouldn't be a good idea because obviously, you know, for large sums of money, you can resist, uh, you know, having sex with somebody. But can you resist having sex with a super hot person when you probably wouldn't lose the money? Because there's only one carrier, as far as you know, unless they've already spread it along to three or four other people. You know, so I, I think it'd be an interesting show. But yeah. that's just me. 
<laughs> okay, well, whatever. I guess, uh, I guess on that sad note, we'll probably wrap it up. Uh, we're getting close here. Do you got anything else you want to talk about tonight, Ryan? Or no, big golf? Like anything offhand? Were there any other uh, you know ideas that you had come up with in the previous twenty three hours that we uh, didn't touch on? Yeah, well, the only thing we didn't cover is bathroom stuff. And I'm not what sure if you want to cover his bathroom stuff. That that covers a lot of stuff. Um, like for instance, uh, are you a once a day showerer or do you shower more often? Depends on the day. Okay. Do you brush your teeth once a day, twice a day, three times a day? Also depends on the day. Generally, right. at least twice. If like if I'm at work, it's probably going to be roughly twice. So it'll be before mm. work, before bed. If I'm home during the day, it'll be after each meal. Like general hygiene, like it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of general hygiene, washcloth, loofah, or nothing in the shower. Have you seen my chest? I have my own kind of loofah there to get everything nice and sudsed up. <laughs> okay, they're asking us to stop on the bathroom stuff, so apparently that's not the best subject in the world. And I respect the chat box wishes. Uh, so we'll probably go ahead and wrap that up for tonight. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, the chat box is our lifeblood, so you guys are the reason we have a show. So appreciate seeing you guys here. Uh, we're going to be here again tomorrow. I have no clue why, but we will be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Ryan over there. Uh, say bye, Ryan. No, I'm not going to say goodbye, and I will say more of you ass clowns need to call in because, uh, like, I just don't have I don't have the ability to listen to Jay for an hour a goddamn day with I with ideas like the carrier. <laughs> that's Next good. He's going to come up with something else, just completely ridiculous, and I'm going to have to listen to it. And it's all your fault for not fucking calling in well cock gordon is going to call in at the end and save us all good how you doing cock gordon oh apparently not <laughs> he was not the man to save us all cock ah, he's not incredible <laughs> all right we are out of here you guys have a great night we'll see you guys tomorrow i'm pastor jay that's ryan bye guys Mike me Apparently, we don't have music anymore. Could That's fine. Here, we'll just play the intro. <laughs> Good night, folks. Ladies.